Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey, superstars, what's going on? It is Russ Rafino with Clients on the Man, and I'm here with the amazing, the brilliant, the wonderful Jane Jewell. And uh, we got a kick-ass show for you guys today. Today, we're going to talk about dealing with failure. How do you deal with it? How do you make it so that it happens less often? How do you stop it from paralyzing you? Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the reason we're asking, the reason we're covering this topic today is because someone in the Facebook group asked a question about this. They said specifically, they said, how do I overcome my past results that were very low and believe enough again to try now? So how or why will this time be different? And I guess really the first thing we should say is that if you just do the exact same thing, this time won't be different. <laughs> it really won't. You've got to change your approach. You've got to change something and then try again. So yeah. failure can either be your worst enemy or it can be your best friend. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So one of the best things that I think can come from failure, one of the very best things, and people often overlook it, is that once you go through failure, if you do a good job with processing it, you realize you're still here and you're mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> right? There's like something good that can come from that failure. There's something good on the other side of that, of knowing, oh my gosh, I put myself out there and maybe I didn't have the best strategy. Maybe I didn't execute great. Maybe I made some mistakes and I'm still standing and I'm okay. And it's really, it's like actually one of those things you want for your kids, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to win all of the time and then they fail for the first time, you know, when they're living on their own or out at school or what have you. And, and I mean, at college or that, you want them to fail early. Like you want them to have those uh, the courage to put themselves out there and fail and then know that they're going to be okay no matter what. So if you're if, at that position right now in your life where you say, oh my gosh, I tried this business and it it failed. And I guess I want to say that's okay. That's mm -hmm. okay. We're going to talk about dealing with that and moving through that. But the first thing that you have to like really get is I'm okay. Like I'm standing here right. and I'm okay. And it might not feel like it in the moment. Like it doesn't feel good. Nobody likes that. Nobody, you know, maybe it put you in a particular financial situation or a family situation or what have you. But on the other side of it, is it always something better? Like the, the really, that's so cliche, but the truth is like what's next can always be better. Right. Well, look, let's break this down from the very beginning because I can guarantee you guys that the single biggest impediment to success, the single biggest impediment to people succeeding is not failure. It's the fear of failure. So the first thing to get your head around is that you cannot allow the fear of failure to paralyze you. In my opinion, that fear, that fear of just blowing it, the fear of failing, or what are people going to say? What are people going to think? That fear of failure is responsible for more poverty in the world and more sort of unfulfilled dreams and more wasted talent than literally any other fear. 
um, you know, I was reading in a book the other day and the, and the guy said, I wish I could remember what the quote, what the exact quote was, but the guy said, you know, I'm not sure if I believe in the devil, but if there is a devil, the devil is, I can't. Mm. And that really is true because yeah. if you're so wrapped up in what are people going to think, what are people going to say, you know, what if I fail? What if I don't make it? And you allow that fear of failure to paralyze you. You're never even going to try. Now, I know that doesn't probably apply to most of the people listening to this because I think most of you in our audience are, you're already entrepreneurs. You're already going for it. You know, your coaches, your therapists, your business owners, you're taking your shot. And if you are, I want to really commend you. Yeah, because you haven't allowed that fear of failure to paralyze you to the extent that most people, normal people do. But if you haven't taken your shot yet and you're kind of just thinking about, well, you know, I'm working my Joe job, I'm working my day job, you know, I've got this dream, I've got this thing that I want to pursue and I just haven't gone for it. And the reason you haven't gone for it is because of that fear of failure. You've got to let that go right now because if you don't, it will absolutely kill your dreams and it will kill your life and it will kill your chances of ever achieving anything great. The price of success, the price of greatness is that you have to look that fear of failure dead in the eye and say, hey, look, you know what? If I fail, so what? And I got a great example of this when I was a kid. When I was four years old, uh, my dad was uh, one, of the, one of the top life insurance salesmen in his office and he worked for, uh, I think it was Prudential. And uh, he was one of the top guys in his office. And, you know, the way, the way it was set up for them is that every time they sold a piece of insurance, they had to give, you know, the, the insurance company took most of the money, right? And they just got, you know, like a tiny commission. And so he said to himself, look, you know, why am I giving up this much? If I went out on my own, I could keep a lot more of, of what I'm selling and I wouldn't have to chop everything up with, um, you know, this sales office. And so my younger brother had just been born. Uh, we had just moved from Long Beach to Fountain Valley, which was a much nicer area. So it was a very risky time for us. And he said, screw it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to start my own insurance agency and I'm going to go for it. He's like, I got a stack of credit cards. <laughs> you know, we'll give it a shot. If I have to float things on credit for a minute, I will. But he said, hey, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is it doesn't work out and I have to file for bankruptcy. And so what? Uh, I can always get another job selling insurance. And so the the I, as a as a, I got a, a fantastic example of that when I was a kid and, and his whole life changed. He, he did start his own agency and he did become successful and he did make millions of dollars doing exactly that. But if he hadn't taken that plunge and he hadn't gone for it, his life would have unfolded very, very differently from the way that it actually did. And so when I was growing up and I was in my 30, or my, my, my 20s and 30s, early 30s, and I was bartending, you know, that was constantly there in the back of my mind. What's my shot? How can I take my shot? How can I how can I have that moment where I, I put everything on the line and I, and I just go for it? Yeah. Because if you don't take that shot, it's, it's, you're just not going to get where you want to go. So the first and most important thing is to not let that fear of failure paralyze you. Because as Jane just said, it's not that bad. You know, we, we build up these nightmare scenarios in our heads of like, oh God, if I tried this and it didn't work out. And, and we just kind of just have a negative, ugly feeling about it, right? What, what would happen? What would I do? Well, well, my advice to you is if you want to overcome that fear of failure, really answer that question. What's going to happen if I don't make it? Instead of just going, oh God, what's going to happen if I don't make it? And then letting that shut you down, really answer that question. What is going to happen if you don't make it? All right, let's say you try something and it doesn't work out. What could you do to get things back on track, even temporarily? What could you do? What's your escape plan? What's your, what's your plan B? Just in case it doesn't work out. And once you actually answer that question for yourself, you find that most of these nightmare scenarios that we worry about, they're not nearly as bad as we thought they were going to be when, if they actually happen. Right. Yep. So it's that's like, that. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah it, it's, 
it's the putting yourself out there. It's a chance you never took, right? You've already right. failed, right? Like if you don't take the chance, you've already failed. Mm-hmm. And so the the key is take the chance, do your best work ahead of time. Like you're saying, like what's going to happen if you don't and have this, you know, ways to mitigate that or so that you can feel better or process it a little bit differently and keep going. And, and pretty soon you're going to fail forward, right? Like you're going to, you know, and there's keys and things that you can do to, more powerfully, I don't want to say guarantee success, but put you on the success track, right? Which is the next thing that we really need to talk about. But you, if you don't do it, you've already failed, right? You mm-hmm. just, you, you, it's like that rocking chair text, you know, when you're 80 years old and sitting on a rocking chair on your front porch, like, do you want to, do you pass that rocking chair test where you've done everything you wanted to do in life or did you play it safe? Jeff Bezos talks about this a lot. He talks about, the regret minimization framework. And this is really what he uses to make a lot of decisions is he sits there and and asks that exact question. When I'm old and gray, what am I going to regret that I didn't try doing? And, you know, Amazon tries doing a lot of things that don't work out. You know, they, they, they try new ideas that just kind of like fail miserably, but it's all based on that regret minimization framework. If we didn't at least try this, would I regret it? And if the answer is yes, they go for it and they give it a, they give it a shot. And, and, and they're so willing to fail that that is what produces their success. And so you guys have to understand every successful person you can look at has failed more times than you can count. I promise you. I know that's not the stuff you hear about on Instagram. I know it's not the stuff you hear about in people's Facebook ads, but believe me, every success story has failed again and again and again. The difference is that every time they failed, they learned something and they picked themselves back up and they kept going. So you need to train yourself. And I really want to teach my kids this lesson. You need to train yourself that failure is not a bad thing. It really isn't. Especially if that failure is, you know, the only thing that really gets hurt is maybe you get a little hurt financially and maybe your ego takes a hit. That's not that bad. Okay. It's really not that bad. It's not like the guy who, uh, you know, invented a flying machine back in the 1800s and jumped off a building and the flying machine didn't work, you know, and he, and he hit the ground, you know, in two seconds before he hit the ground, he realized, oh God, I guess that invention sucked. Yeah. And that was that right? I mean, come on, the failures that we deal with, it's, it's 90% of the impact is your ego. It really is. Cause financially you can recover from pretty much anything. Like, you know, like I said, you get credit cards, whatever you file for bankruptcy, you deal with stuff. Nobody wants to deal with that stuff. You know, you don't want that to happen, but God forbid, if it does happen, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's really not. It's certainly not as bad as a wasted life Yeah, where you never took a shot and you never went for it. So, yeah. so for most of these big decisions, guys, you need to look at it as like a, like a bet you're placing on yourself right? And it's one of those situations where you look at the upside and you look at the downside. So if the downside is really not that bad, you know, and this is the calculation I made when I quit bartending to start, start this company basically, and try to make, try to make money online. As, as I just looked at it and said, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is I plow through my very, very meager savings. I completely run out of money. I have to find some way to either get new credit or take out a loan. And I go back into bartending and I go out there and I try to get a new bartending job. And can I, can I, could I get a new bartending job if I needed to? Yeah, probably. So that's the, that's the downside, right? Like that's as bad as it can get. Okay, fine. What's the upside? My whole life changes. You know, everything finally clicks in. I can, I can have the freedom I want, the income I want. I can make a difference in the world. I can finally do something with my life. And so when you put those two things together, where it's like, okay, the downside's not really that bad. And the upside is life-changing. Okay. You want to go for it. Yeah. It's a no-brainer at that point. But, but, but so often I think we don't think that through, 
You know what I mean? We just go, oh God, it's so scary. And, and you just, you don't even want to look at the fear. You don't want to deal with the fear. And so you never do that kind of mental exercise that I just said, where you actually explore, well, what's, what does failure look like? And what do I do if it happens? Guys, answering that question is going to, you know, it, it, it's scary in, for a minute. But if you really answer that question, it makes you feel so much better because you realize that that, that nightmare that you envisioned, it's probably really not that bad. Right. Something that you can deal with. It's something you can move through. And we all know that even the nightmare that you envision usually isn't what happens anyway. <laughs> no. Like, and I, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like I'm saying you imagine the worst, 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 worst case scenario and you make a contingency plan for it. And then 99% of the time when we've failed and we've tried something and it didn't work, it's like it wasn't even as bad as the worst, worst, worst case scenario. It just kind of whatever we try to do didn't work out. And it's like, yeah. all right, we move on to the next thing. So the, the number one lesson that you guys have to get your head around is that you cannot allow that fear of failure to paralyze you because if you do, it's going to cost you everything, everything. Mm -hmm. So the second piece to get your head around then is to accept the fact that your journey to success is going to involve failure to some <laughs> degree or another. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're trying to do, especially if it's something big, you're going to fail. Uh, you know, I was watching that show. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, JJ, but uh, it's uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's that show that Jerry Seinfeld does. You told me about it. Yeah. 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 So, so like basically, guys, if you haven't seen the show, it's really good. It's on Netflix. But uh, the, the, the premise of the show is like they keep trying to get Jerry Seinfeld to do a talk show. And Jerry Seinfeld's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hang out with anybody that I want to hang out with. So he starts his own talk show where he invites specific guests and it's all comedians and they just get in a car with him. He gets like a cool vintage car and they get in the car and they go for coffee. And they just kind of shoot the shit. <laughs> and it's really funny. But one of the things he said, and, and by the way, when you're talking about success, Jerry Seinfeld is worth three quarters of a billion dollars. I don't think people know that, but his payout on Seinfeld was about $750 million. So you're talking about one of the most successful comedians of all time, if not the most successful. And I was watching an episode and he said something really interesting. He said, he said, you know, he was talking, just shooting the breeze with whoever it was in the car. And he's like, hey, you know what makes me feel good? Every day I drive by the park by my house and I see those kids on skateboards and they're, 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 you know, 10, 11, 12 years old and they're on their skateboards and they're trying to do tricks and they keep falling and falling and falling. But every time they get back up and get back up and get back up so they can do the trick. He's like, and I look at those kids and I think to myself, you know what? That kid's going to do all right. Mm. That kid's going to be okay. And, and that's because he understands how many times he got in front of an audience and just bombed. Awesome. And I'm sure it happens so many times that he got up there and said something he thought was funny, you know, like why do windows get dirty or whatever nonsense he was talking about. And it just tanked, you know, and it just tanked. And you do that again and again and again. And eventually you end up with some really good material. And so he looks at those kids who are trying to do those skateboarding tricks and they just fall and fall and fall and they get banged elbows and scraped knees and maybe, maybe broken wrists. I mean, who knows, broken ankles, you know, who knows, but they keep getting up and they keep doing it because they want to get good. And, yeah. and, and that is what it takes to make it. So if you are gonna, let's say you've gotten over your fear of failure and now you're, you know, you're diving into whatever it is that you're, that you've always wanted to do. Hey, congratulations. But understand failure is going to happen. Yes. The question is, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the thing. You know, we talk to so many, we coach so many business owners and the challenge comes when they think it shouldn't be that way. Like you think that, oh, I shouldn't have this challenge or I shouldn't have failed or I shouldn't have 
had this one team member that did this one thing, or I should be at, you know, such and such a place in my business. And because I'm not, I'm a failure, what have you. And, and, you know, one of the things I always say is like, okay, well, birds fly and fish swim. And this is what it's like to be an entrepreneur. Like you just got to own it. Like that's just what's going to happen. It's just what's so. And, you know, when you choose to own a business, like basically you're in the problem solving business for the rest of your life. Like that's just what you do. You solve mm -hmm. problems. That's what a business owner does is you solve problems all day long, whether you're a coach or a consultant or a service industry, doesn't matter because your business will always have challenges. And your job is to look at the challenge, make a decision, do what you can to mitigate that downside move forward and see if it worked. And if not, decide again, pick it up and you're going to fail along that way. But that's what we call fail forward. Mm -hmm. So it's so important, guys, that as you embark on your journey, you get your head around this concept because this is something that I didn't really realize in the beginning. I really didn't. I didn't realize how many times you have to fail in order to succeed. I didn't realize how many things I was going to try that just didn't work out. And I'm actually really fortunate because when I started my online business, it's like, it's like, thank God, I just have a knack for this stuff. You know, like when it comes to writing sales copy and communicating, doing webinars, kind of understanding the strategy of all of it, of just for some reason, I could just do it, which was cool. And so because of that, I probably felt a lot less at this than I would have if I had chosen something else. Like, oh yeah, I want to be a dirt bike racer or something. I'd probably be dead if I chose anything else. So, <laughs> so I happen to choose something that I'm actually, yeah, I actually happen to choose something I'm actually pretty good at. Um, but, but I wish I had known that because when those failures did come, they knocked me out of the gate for a while where I would spend a lot of time asking those exact same questions that you just said, Jane, where it's like, man, am I really cut out for this? Mm. You know, does God want me to do this? Is this, am I, <laughs> what did they say it again? What did you say? Is this a sign? I yeah, is it a sign? Yeah. Oh God. You know, I, I ran my first Facebook ad and someone left a nasty comment on it. Oh God, is this a sign that I'm heading in the wrong direction and I need to do something else? Yeah. 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 And I, and I really believe that, you know, because I thought, you know, I was reading a lot of like law of attraction books at the time and it was like, oh yeah, follow your bliss and blah, blah, blah. And like, and all that is cool, but I can tell you right now that not every step in this journey is going to feel good right? There are some steps on this journey that are damn hard. And if you know that and you accept it on day one, that, hey, this is what's going to happen and that failure is going to come. And when it comes, I will learn from it and I will deal with it and I will keep moving forward. If you can make that decision today, you will be much better off than if you go into it thinking that failure is something that uh, is, is the worst thing that can ever happen to you. And it means you're on the wrong track. Or if you're running into resistance, it means that you, know, you blew it in some way or you got to let this goal go or any of that nonsense. Because stuff is going to happen. You're going to try things that don't work out. You're going to have people in your life that just straight up don't believe in you, that are very discouraging to you. Uh, you're going to have uh, you know, people who you have a sales conversation with and they say no. You're going to have people say nasty stuff on your Facebook ads. You know, like All this stuff, it's, it's going to happen, I promise. But what else is going to happen is that if you persist and you keep doing what you need to do to succeed, you're going to get where you want to go and you're going to start to see momentum in the right direction. So it's very important, number one, you don't let that fear of failure paralyze you and that you just accept that if you're going to have success, you're going to have to get through some failure along the way, period, end of story. Yep. Yep. Right. So then the third piece is to say, okay, great. I'm going to go for it. 
I'm going to go for what I want. I accept that there's going to be a learning curve. I'm going to accept that failure is going to happen. Now, your next priority should be to minimize the amount of failure that you're going to have to go through to get where you want to go. You got to mitigate that. Mm -hmm. You got to mitigate that. And so the very, very best way to do that is to follow in the footsteps of someone who has already made it. It's really important that you, you understand what a game changer that is for you. Because let's say you're a coach and you're trying to get clients, right? You can go out there, you can watch a bunch of YouTube videos, you can read a bunch of books, you can whatever, and basically kind of try to figure out your own way of doing this. And that's really not what I recommend because you are maximizing the amount of failure that you're going to run into. You're not minimizing it. You're maximizing it. So in other words, if you're moving forward on your own, completely on your own power, maybe you're reading some books. So first of all, if you're not reading books, you're not trying to learn how to do this at all, and you're just kind of going with your gut. Surefire recipe for failure. Yeah. Call me when you call me when you succeed. Okay. Call me when you start getting clients on a consistent basis. This is not going to happen. But let's just say you're just kind of gathering information and you're dabbling and you're kind of trying to put the pieces together yourself. I definitely don't recommend that either because what you're going to get is a hodgepodge. You get a hodgepodge of a lot of different information and some of it's going to be good. Some of it's not going to be good. But you know what the problem is? You're not going to know the difference. Yeah. Right? Let's, say, let's say you're there and someone says, Hey, you know, the best strategy for building a coaching business is to start a blog. And you got to nurture that blog and you got to grow that blog, but you got to post articles twice a day to that blog. Or let's say someone tells you the best way to grow a coaching business is to get your ass on Instagram. And hey, if you're going to be on Instagram, you should be posting 16 pieces of content a day on Instagram. I actually heard somebody say that the other day and it like fell out of my chair. I couldn't believe it. 16 pieces of uh, content a day on Instagram. And if you do that, you're going to, you know, eventually you'll get clients. Now in the beginning, that might sound good to you, right? Because you don't know. You might go, well, yeah, I I like Instagram. Instagram's cool. I I look at Instagram, I, I, I look at Instagram and I see people posting cool stuff and I kind of, I want to, it makes me interested in that person. So, so maybe that's a, maybe that's a good strategy and, and, and you're going to follow that strategy and how much time is going to go by before you realize that that's a garbage strategy, a month, two months, six months, a year. So this is why it's so important guys, because in the beginning you don't know what you don't know and you're going to just dabble into this information and you're going to try to learn, which is good. I'm not saying don't try to learn, but what I'm saying is that there's a huge difference between getting information and getting transformation. There's a huge difference between buying a book and reading it and actually getting mentorship from someone who's actually done the thing that you are trying to do. And not just that they've done it, but they've helped thousands of other people do it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I do this too, man, where it's like, oh, I know better, right? Like, you know, like just let's even take it into like, it's something totally different, the like health, you know, and you go right look at all of these things and I'm going to be the one, somebody who has never done it before, choose what's the best part of this, the best part of this, the hardest part of this. And I'm going to make it into one strategy, which sounds super smart in theory, right? But if you have not done it before, you don't know the patterns, you haven't been through that. I'm telling you, It's a recipe for disaster because like you said, you don't know what you don't know. So it's kind of like what you're using with your example. Well, they said you have to go 16 times, but what if, what if I post on Instagram eight times and instead of doing a blog post every, you know, twice a day, every day for, for a year, I'm going to do it once a day, every day for two months. And then I'm going to do this. And you pick and you choose all these different things. But then the truth is, is you don't know where to measure and how to check in. Is the strategy working? Is it not 
working. And because you're taking little pieces of all these different strategies, you don't know what's working and what's not working. And then all of a sudden it looks like, well, I try to do this online stuff and it just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Because you have nobody that can see this whole big picture and go, okay, here is a strategy. You're either on track or you're not. Or within the strategy, there's five or six different levers that you constantly need to be tuning in. And you don't know which level to turn in if you've never been there before and you're not working with someone that knows the levers that need to be turned to optimize everything. So, you know, hey, look, I've been a coach for two, I was going to say billions of years, very long time. And, and again, it might sound cliche, but if you don't have someone that's on your it's on your side that's on, but on the outside looking into what you're doing and can see the patterns that are preventing you from having the success that you want and are willing to tell you the truth about those patterns, you're seriously robbing yourself of the success that you truly crave. Because you got to have someone if you want to mitigate your failure as much as possible. And with that, you're still going to have, you're still going to have failures. You have to have someone who knows the road ahead and can see the patterns that you're sideswiping or you're hitting wrong, that you're doing wrong. Um, you know, can you figure it out eventually on your own? Maybe through lots and lots of failures, but you also have to have the uh, resiliency to move through all of those failures much more so than if you tap into a strategy that already works. Well, right. And that's an important point, Jane, because none of us have an infinite runway. Do you know what I mean? None of us can just deal with failure forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And, uh, you know, maybe you're, you know, first of all, most of us are not like independently wealthy. I mean, maybe if you have a trust fund with $50 million in it, you can just afford to dabble. Oh, I dabbled in coaching, darling, for 30 years. Don't you know? I tried my, I tried the coaching thing and no, blah, blah, blah. You know, like most of us, most of us can't do that. Like most of us need to put food on the table. And so financially, you probably don't have an infinite runway. And then even then, what about the people in your life? You know, I mean, honestly, if, 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 if you are not, if you are unwise enough to go out there and get a strategy that works and you're just going to try it, do it through trial and error, how long is your wife going to let you do that? How long is your husband going to let you do that? Where you're just not bringing in any money, you're not making anything happen, you're spending all day online on Instagram, trying this, trying that, trying this, trying that, none of it's working. You know what I mean? You have to be honest with yourself about how long is that runway. And so I think you owe it to yourself, not just to yourself, but to the people that you love. To, to make that as short as possible. How can you get from where you are today to where you want to go in the fewest number of steps, period, end of story? That should be the question that you ask yourself every single day. And so the biggest shortcut out there is to follow someone who A, has done it themselves, B, has helped thousands of other people do it. That's it. And it's so funny, Jane, because you know, we do this, like you said, it seems like the smart thing to do. I'm going to get, you know, a little bit of this strategy here and a little bit of that strategy there. And I'm going to put it together myself. Like you would not do that in any other area of life that matters. Never. You wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be heavyweight champion of the world in boxing. Okay, cool. Who's your trainer? Ah, don't need one. Saw Rocky five times. I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to kick this guy's ass. Like you're going to get laid out, dude. You know, or someone that's like, hey, you know, uh, I'm thinking, you know, man, you know, you know what I'm thinking of getting into? Thinking of getting into brain surgery. Ooh. You know what I mean? I think like, that's a good buck in that. So I like a lot, a lot. Seriously, a lot of people making money in brain surgery. And hey, I get to I get to make the world a better place. Well, did you did you go to medical school? Nah, dude. I seen Doogie Hauser. I seen every season of Doogie Hauser. I seen almost every episode of ER. Like I'm good. I think I got this. And you know what's cool is I put my I, I got my own way of doing it. 
So I put together, yeah, you know, I learned a little bit from this. I put a little bit there. I got, I got my own way of doing it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to start my, my brain surgery practice, right? There are literally laws in place to stop you from doing something that's stupid. But we do it in our coaching businesses all the time. We see people doing it in their, in their businesses all the time. They're, 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 it's like they're setting themselves up to fail because they think they can create this extraordinary business, this extraordinary life without ever learning how to do it. Mm. And just think about how crazy that is, man. You know, you guys who are listening to our, to, our, to our show, you know, when we talk about clients, it's like we have so many clients now that are doing multiple five figures per month. We won't even talk about multiple six figures per month, even though we have a lot of clients doing that too. Let's just talk about multiple five figures per month. Let's say you're doing, I don't know, 50 grand a month, right? The average doctor in the United States makes, I think, $147,000 a year, mm. right? And they have to go to med school for, what was it like, you have to go to school for like nine years or something to become a doctor, right? So we've got clients that are doing $50,000 a month who are making three to five times what a doctor makes. And, and the reason they're doing that is because they learned how to do this stuff. You can't create a life that's that extraordinary. You can't create results that are that extraordinary without following a proven game plan to get there. You know, sure, you might strike gold, you might get lucky, but I can tell you that happens to one in 10,000. Yeah. Everybody else you know, tries this for a little while and gives up goes to get a job at Home Depot or Starbucks or whatever. And that's not what we want for you. Mm. So you've got to accept the fact that this is going to be hard. You've got to accept the fact that there is going to be failure. But once you, and, and that you, you decide in advance, I'm not going to let that failure stop me, but I owe it to myself to make sure I fail as little as possible, right? So the best way to do that is to go out there and find a proven system for getting where you want to go. And, it, and without that, you are making your journey so much longer. And I, and I, to be honest, JJ, maybe you have the answer to this, but I just don't know why people do that. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. It's, it's actually super incongruent, meaning yeah. you're a coach and you are a stand that people, you know, their lives will be better having worked with a coach to solve a particular problem, whether it's better marriage, better health better finances, what have you, better life, you know, if you're, and you're a coach that helps people shortcut to have those results. But yet in your business, you're like, nope, going to go it alone. I'm going to figure this one out. I'm going to figure this one out on my own. And there's so much incongruency in that because in one hand, you're like this stand of, Hey, a coach makes your life better. A coach makes your business better. A coach can get you to where you want to go. But the unwillingness to invest in you getting that coaching to take your business to the next level is also just a misfire, right? In what you're putting out into the world. And, you know, I can't tell you the amount of coaches that I've talked to that have never had a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'm a coach, but I've never had a coach. And there is just something to be said for, you know what, it, you got to eat your own cooking. If you're putting out there that, hey, make your life better, solve this one problem, get a coach, do it right, go, you know, get the, the best success in the least amount of time possible, then you got to be willing to do that for yourself. You know, there's no honor badges because, hey, hey, I, I, I struggled and flailed and for years and years and years, and then finally I dialed it in. You can do it that way. That's super cool too, I guess. But it's like you said, how long do you want it to take you? Yeah, I'd rather just get there as quick as I can. You yeah. know, if I can, if I can go from zero to $20,000 a month in 12 weeks instead of 10 years, 
yeah, I'll take that option. Yeah. Now, granted, 10 years, uh, like, I'll, I'll take that over the, the bragging rights of being, of being able to say, no, man, I, I slaved away for 10 years before I was able to create that kind of cash. No, dude, like, I'd rather just, <laughs> I'd rather just have the money and get there as fast as possible. Thanks. Yeah. You know? So guys, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just so important that you understand this because if you like, why should anybody invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself? Period. You know, you're, you, you're asking people to come to you to get your perspective, to get your support, to get your knowledge, to get your wisdom. And if, if you want people to invest in you to get those things, you have to be willing to invest to get those things for yourself. And guys, look, I'm not just talking, you know, talking smack here. I mean, I, I have invested close to, if not at least a million dollars, I would say in my education over the, over the years of just learning and learning and learning and learning everything that I could, um, mentoring with everybody that I, anybody that I thought, you know, had something to offer. Some of them were great. Some of them weren't, but it doesn't matter because I knew that every single discovery that I made that they could share with me would radically shorten that learning curve. And I wanted to get where I wanted to go, man. I didn't want to just make a living at this stuff. You know, I was able to do that part on my own. Um, but, but, but then when I wanted to take it to the next level, yeah, I needed to get that. I needed to get mentoring. I needed to, to, to coach with the best people that I could find in order to get where I needed to go. And, and that process, like I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you today if I, if I hadn't been willing to do that, I'd still be, I'd still be stuck on some problem I had eight years ago, banging my head against the computer, trying to figure it out. Every problem that you have in your business, there's somebody out there that has seen it and fixed it and not just fixed it one time, fixed it hundreds of times. And they've got a system that's reliable and consistent, can get you where you want to go. So I think we should talk about that for a second, right? You guys see the same Facebook ads I do. There's so many people out there advertising, you know, hey, how to get clients, how to do this, how to do that. Especially when they really saw us making it. You know, I think when Clients on Demand got up over a million dollars a month, I think a lot of people were like, holy cow, a million dollars a month, let's just do what they're doing. So if you're, if you're out there and you're, you know, you're seeing you know, ads and you're seeing this and you're seeing that, it's like, how do you differentiate the people that really know what they're doing and they can really help you get where you want to go from the people that can't. Mm. That's a big issue to look at as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so first off, I would say number one, does this person, so I want to give you guys some filters, okay, to look at, right? So the first filter is, does this person have a track record of consistent results? Mm. And that's important because it's really easy. Like, let's say I, I launch a new promotion and I strike gold and I have a week where I made like $70,000 in one week, right? Like, cause that, I think that happened to me once or twice when I was first starting out. Um, cause I would do a launch and we did like 70 grand, let's say, right? So now I'll go out there and I'll run a bunch of Facebook ads. This is how to make $70,000 a week as a coach. Well, I did it once. I did it one time and I got really lucky. So for me to say how to do this, you know, how to do it every week, it's like, I've never done that, right? So what you want to look at is, is this person getting extraordinary results, but are they getting those results consistently? I'd say that's probably the first thing to take a look at. Yep. The second thing to take a look at is, has this person helped many, 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 many other people get those kinds of results too? And this is important because there are guys out there that I know that are marketing geniuses. They're better than I am at this stuff. And when it comes to like figuring out how to sell something and crafting just the right pitch and just the right story, it's like they're, they're like Leonardo da Vinci. They're amazing, just off the charts geniuses. The problem is they can't transfer that skill to other people. Mm. And that's so big. That's so important being able to. It's, it's super important because otherwise like I can sit there and just be in awe of what you can do. But if you can't teach me how to do it, 
then then what good does it do me? You know, it's like Mozart was probably amazing at, you know, composing music, writing music. He probably might have been a shitty piano teacher, you know? And so it's like, you don't want to go get piano lessons from Mozart because he's such an off the charts genius. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, I was watching that show, The Voice, and um, they brought in, and, and it's like a perfect example of this, is they brought in Christina Aguilera as one of the coaches, right? And her voice is just ridiculous, right? But she would be working with these people and she and, and they they would sing the song and she'd be like, hey, you know what? You should just do it like this. And then she would sing it and it was awesome. And they'd be like, well, okay, you're Christina. How do I, you know, how do I do this? And they would just walk away like feeling bad because their voice wasn't as good as hers. And she didn't couldn't tell them how to bridge that gap. So so you really have to look at it as like, does this person have a track record of helping hundreds or thousands of other people? Thousands is better, do exactly the thing that you're trying to do. And so if that person is able to get extraordinary results in their business, they're able to get extraordinary results for other people on a consistent basis. That's really, really good. The other thing to look at is does this person practice what they preach? Mm-hmm. And we see this all the time where someone is teaching a strategy that is very different from what they actually do. Yeah. You'll see somebody where they've got this incredible program about like, let's say branding, about how to have a beautiful website and how having a beautiful website and great branding is gonna make you a millionaire. And that's fine, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, but let's just roll with that for a second. But then when you do a deeper dive into their business, you find out that the way this person makes money is by doing launches and recruiting affiliates and doing JV partners and doing like a big mega launch, like two, three times a year. That's not what they're teaching you how to do. They're teaching you how to do something else. And so you have to make sure that whatever it is this person's teaching you how to do is how they actually make their money. They're yeah. not just teaching you something that, that, that like sounds cool, but they don't actually do it. They should be doing it all the time. And the strategy they're teaching should be how they are succeeding. Mm-hmm. Not just like, you know, something that, that's kind of cool, that sounds good. It should literally be the backbone, the core of, of how they're making any, money every day, of, of what's driving their economic engine. Yep. yep. And, then, and then finally, I would say, you should be working with someone who is providing a start to finish solution. Mm-hmm. And this is key because there's a lot of people out there that just teach one piece of the puzzle. So you see the same ads I do where it's like, hey, come and buy my course about how to do Facebook ads. Well, we've been doing Facebook ads for a very long time. And I can tell you the way you do Facebook ads to sell something high ticket is extremely different than the way you do Facebook ads to sell something low ticket. And even then, Facebook ads are just one piece of the puzzle. You know, it's not just about getting people to click your ad on Facebook. I mean, any idiot can do that. It's about finding the right people and sending them to the right message. And so, and so that means you need to know how to craft a message. And then it's also about having the right offer, which means you've got to be offering the right thing with that message. And all of these pieces have to line up beautifully and perfectly for you to actually get the result. Mm-hmm. So to invest in a program that's just about Facebook ads, where you don't have any kind of overarching strategy that those ads are going to feed into it's a massive waste of money because you have no idea if the person that's teaching you the Facebook stuff, if what they're teaching you is going to fit with the strategy that you've chosen. And yep. if you haven't even chosen the strategy, then you're not really building, building a business, right? You're kind of like building Frankenstein's monster where it's like, cool, we'll get some arms from that dude. And we found a cool body and the head was nice. We got the head from over there and we're going to just kind of duct tape this whole thing together. That's yep. not how you build a real business, guys. You've got to find someone that's teaching a start to finish solution, which is this is how you get the leads. This is how you enroll the clients. And this is how you serve the clients. And that whole thing has to be right there from start to finish the entire time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think, you know, even another distinction along that is not only do they have the whole solution, they're able to see really clearly the pieces that are working and not working, Mm -hmm. right? 
got to be able to diagnose the real problem because it's so easy. We, we business owners do this all the time. We're like, Oh my gosh, my offer, it just must not work. My offer, you know, like maybe, maybe this isn't the thing that I should be doing. And we're like, this isn't an offer problem. This is an enrollment problem. Like mm-hmm. you need help with your enrollment or, you know, it might go in an, another way. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, not getting the right people on the phone. Da, da, da. It must be my ad. Right. And it's you're just like, there's so many things that you have to have someone that knows, like I said, which one of those, those, those dials to, to dial in the correct, the correct way and to see what is the real problem, what is the real challenge that you should be focusing your attention on. And if you don't have someone that has that whole solution, you can keep working on your Facebook ad all day long. But if your webinar is the problem, it doesn't matter how many times you change your Facebook ad. That's key. And if you're not working with the right person, you'll never know that the webinar was the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it can even get even more micro than that. Just a quick story for you guys. We had a client that was running a webinar funnel and, you know, the webinar wasn't converting. And and she had sent us the outline of the webinar in advance. We proved it. It looked really good. The copy was good. It was tight, whatever. So we were like, man, this is really weird that this thing isn't converting. So let's go ahead and take a look at it. And so we actually pulled up the webinar and we watched the webinar. And you know what? There was one thing she said toward the end of the webinar, one sentence that we thought might be rubbing people the wrong way. So we took the exact same webinar and we had her edit out that one sentence. There's literally like two seconds of the webinar that we edited out, put the webinar back up, and now all of a sudden it converted like crazy. So that's the kind of like a attention. You need to have like a coach that's willing to actually do that for you. And most people, you know, if you're signing up for a big course where they just did a launch and they enrolled 5,000 people at one time, I guarantee you no one's watching your webinar, okay? You can't serve that many people all at once. You just can't. It's not humanly possible. So, you know, you've got to be working with someone that A, is willing to provide that level of attention, but B, has the skills to sit there and find that one thing. Now, the funny thing is that that one sentence, that wasn't in the outline that we approved. It was something that this person just kind of added when they were recording it, but that one line made all the difference. But we were able to spot it and we were able to fix it and, 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 you know, and then it started working great. So that's the kind of, that's, but that's what I mean by like mentoring. You know, you need someone that's going to provide that level of support because, you know, hey, again, without that, this person could have just run that webinar forever and said, hey, this doesn't work, thrown up their hands and then shut down their business. And we see yep. that happen all the time. Yep. Yep. And that's okay. obviously, it's not what we want for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, look, if you want that kind of support, right? We've talked about dealing with failure. We've talked about how you can't let that fear of failure paralyze you. We've talked about how you've got to accept the fact that if you're going to succeed, you're going to have to go through a lot of failure. And then once you accept that and decide, hey, no, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to push through this. And once you've decided that, then your goal should be, okay, well, how can I get where I want to go with as little failure as possible? Then you realize you need to hire somebody to help you. And we gave you some guidelines for how to do that. So if that's what you want, then I want you to go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. It's clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us. So what we'll do on that call is we'll dig into your business for about 45 minutes and you can tell us everything you want to achieve, everything, you know, exactly where you want to go, what hasn't been working, where you've been frustrated. And what we'll do is we'll put our heads together and come up with a perfect game plan for you to get exactly where you want to go in the shortest amount of time possible with the smallest amount of trial and error and failure and that kind of thing. Now, we still are going to have to optimize some stuff. You know, we're still going to have to figure things out, but we can massively shorten that learning curve. And that's why you see so many people who work with us going from wherever they were, dead start, 5K a month, 10K a month, getting up to 50, 60, 70, 80 grand a month and beyond so quickly. That's our job at Clients on Demand is to massively shorten that learning curve. We can't eliminate it altogether. You know, I can't promise you like, hey, you're never going to, there's not going to be any failures. Everything's going to work. It's going to be beautiful because that's just not realistic. This takes work 
and it takes guts and it takes tenacity, perseverance. But we can help you cultivate those qualities within yourself and we can help you follow a step-by-step game plan to get where you want to go. We will hold your hand and support you every single step of the way, but it all starts with booking that call. So go to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book an appointment to speak to us. JJ, any parting thoughts about this? Book the call. (laughs) Book the call. It all starts there. All these success stories that we talk about, it all started with them booking that call. You know, we've got clients from all over the world now, Australia, New Zealand. We've had clients in Africa who live in like Tanzania that have just crushed it. You know, so it's like we've got clients from all over the world, come from all walks of life. They don't really have very much in common, honestly. But the one thing they have in common is that they stepped up and they were willing to go for it and they booked that call. So all the success stories you hear about, they're all of these journeys, they all started in the same place. And that's going to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and booking an appointment to speak to us. So guys, that's going to do it for us today. We love you guys. Uh, you know, We challenge you to persevere, to, to put yourself out there. Don't let that fear of failure paralyze you. And when you're ready to make things happen in your life and you're through playing around, book that call. Go to clientsondemand.com forward slash talk and let us help you get where you want to go. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. We will catch you on the next show. Thanks a lot, JJ. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. A brand new episode will be released every Wednesday, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with Clients On Demand, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. That's clientsondemand.com forward slash C-A-L-L and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, the exact price you should be charging, whether that's $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 or more. Number two, the exact target audience you should be going after. And number three, the exact strategy that you should be using to reach them. Remember, building an incredible coaching business or professional services company does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped clients from all over the world scale their businesses to six or seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. So to see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.